In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by Gulfstream, transporting the gospel around the world since 1958. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 40, Creflo 3 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. I am Chase Captain Crunchy Thompson, and you're not going to bait me that easily. I'm willing to punch you in the face right now. What are you thinking? <laughs> it was. The- well, never mind. Chase did that for me. I'm Nick. I'm Emmanuel. It was the uh, jacked up Coke I'm drinking right now. So, can I have some? Um, can I give you a piece of advice? Did you yes. voicemail him this time? No. <laughs> hey, Kristen, I just want you to know that you're you're FaceTiming during the show right now, and and Chase is uh, not answering. Well, I mean, I would have answered a minute ago. Yeah. Sorry, Brown. All right, so let me. I want to give you. I felt bad. David, keep his phone close. Okay, I will. I felt bad last week uh, because the way you got steamrolled after the uh, during the Civil War that we had. So to help you for the next time we go to war. Just to give you a piece of advice, you can't expect to win if you just go air assault. You also have to follow up with ground troops. So, see, you went air assault only, yeah. but on Monday I followed up with boots on the ground in the hall, yep. and I was able to sway some people. You uh, went silent. Smart. You went silent. You like went yeah. to you went to the bar at the naval base and just you know drowned your sorrows. Well, yeah, I, just I uh, read, drowned your sorrows. I read an ancient sentence or two that. Um, gave me some trouble in regards to the Civil War. It was something along the lines of some follow Paul, some follow Apollos, and I just, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to start a war in the beautiful Hall of Dogma. I love it too much, and I love the people too much. Back on the hill, huh? Now he's pandering yep. on your high horse, yeah. John seventeen. Your, <laughs> you might want to read it <laughs> on your chair. I'm there. I thought you were going to say that you had John read, seventeen. By the way, is in the Bible. You had read. That's the, where you'd uh, find it. <laughs> Which is why we're ceding this point to you, but we went last week. Oh, boom. Hashtag. Nice. I thought you were going to say you that you had read and you were. Uh, yeah, no. okay. I thought you were going to say that you had read um, that based on your CSV, Chase Standard Version yeah. of the Bible, that there was only four posts in the hall allowed. No, per no, week. no. It's the book of Chase Alonians. <laughs> right. That's not right either. Chase was out one day uh, going to buy some hand sanitizer. <laughs> And he stumbled upon an angel, and the angel had golden plates. Nice. <laughs> no, no, no. And Chase golden said, cereal boxes. Golden no, cereal boxes. Golden, cereal, golden boxes. cereal boxes. And Chase says, I cannot accept them. I didn't realize those was going to be so outnumbered on the show today. But uh, in deference to new listeners and, and other serious sort of people, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should postpone this banter just no, for we're now, trying, five or ten minutes. we're trying to... Uh, garner interest so they'll go back and listen to episode 42 point. of the Gospel Friends. You should listen to the Civil War episode. It was heated and interesting, it's, I think. It's my too. favorite episode. Nice. <laughs> That's because you the like The gloves finally came off. You're uh, Quit touching my uh, beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I was going to say your beverage is at my right hand, so I'm going to... All right. Nick, how do you <laughs> get in... This is so interesting to watch you, right now. How do you get in touch with us at the uh, Bar of Dogma, Hall of Dogma? <laughs> Perfectly there are a, uh, a track phone or something not expensive. Yes. Uh, 
<laughs> I was about to say, we've remu- removed a couple of ways because you either have to have a smartphone yeah. or a computer, and those are just a those com- are extravagances. A Commodore 64. Hey, Chase, how, how do you use um, the Hall of Dogma on the road? Is that a joke? No, I, I was just double-checking. I don't know. Well, if you were out and about and not by your home computer. What would you use? Yeah, what would you use? To get on the Hall of Dogma? Yeah. I would use my uh, my um, iPhone 4, which <laughs> yeah, okay. I bought at Goodwill for $20. <laughs> hey, oh, not the iPhone donated. 6 Plus that you no, got. sold it and, and gave had the money to, to your vacation well, That's a good location. question. Hey, if you were in Florida and your iPhone 6 yeah. had not shipped yet, yeah. how would you get it? You know, I don't know. I, I just would do without because that is the godly, holy thing. This is <laughs> all right, full. Nick. Here we go. <laughs> You're up. So many ways. If you would like to join the Hall of Dogma, and you should, you can, yeah. Oh, it's been fun this week. Yeah, because everybody loves you there. They <laughs> love <laughs> me and David. Um, everybody knows your name. We actually have an incentive for listeners to join the Hall of Dogma this week. But um, the main place where conversation happens is the Hall of Dogma. It's a Facebook group. So uh, HallofDogma.com is the quickest way to get there. If you search in Facebook just for Hall of Dogma or the long way, Facebook.com slash group slash Hall of Dogma. We do have a Twitter account at My Gospel Friends. And if you'd like to leave us a voice message, you can do that, um, 205-575-9735, or um, if long distance or, or international is an issue for you, um, speakpipe.com slash the gospel friends. And so what we're going to do, and I'm going to post it either um, this evening or tomorrow. Um, all right. Can we help you? Chase, are you busy? No, I'm good. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Did you just meet him again? David, you're supposed to keep his phone. Hands off. Really, guys? No, I, I can't. He's got in his lap. I'm not going after it right now. <laughs> So we're going to get shirts made here pretty soon. And so what we're going to do, that is beautiful. <laughs> mute. Hey, Kristen, how mute, you doing, buddy? Mute Kristen. <laughs> did you just hang up on him? He did. He Chase Thompson. <laughs> I think he hung we, up on him. We might want to edit, edit a portion of this Oh, my goodness. Introduction. We're, doing, think, we're doing T-shirts. Yeah, Keep we're going. doing T-shirts. And so there was a post. It's been a month or two ago, guys where some slogans were thrown out. But we're going to do an official uh, contest uh, narrowing process. So um, we'll have a post up today or tomorrow. Basically, throw out your slogans for T-shirts. And what we're going to do over the next week, um, we're going to let the hall kind of let the cream rise to the top and probably going to get um, maybe narrow it down to a selection of five. And then the week after that, we're going to have an official poll uh, in the Hall of Dogma where the final five will get voted down to one. And uh, we're going to get some T-shirts made up and hopefully have – um, coming up soon, David, you had a date in mind? Yeah, so we are uh, just uh, – I actually thought we were eight weeks away, but uh, this is episode 43, so we're nine weeks away. And you away. do math. Yeah. It's that common we're, core, man. You by the way, I told stuff. everybody at the wedding that I did yesterday that I've been married 18 years in August, and I was informed by my wife that it's only 17. I was so. going to say, that sounded a little long. It, seemed like, it seems like 18, but anyway. it. Um, so I <laughs> – <laughs> you are so, so determined. N- nine weeks, um, we uh, will be recording episode fifty-two. The uh, the you know year sort of annual. Depending. Yeah, we're not going to count the prequels. Okay, but uh, so episode fifty-two will mark the uh, day that we are able to release some um, gospel friend swag. So yes, need to get on board and ready for that. Release the swag. Yep. Release. Well, oh, that's going to be. Including a coffee mug that says "Gospel Friends" on one side, on the other side says "The General is Right" and not you. How about that? <laughs> I like that. Okay, sounds good. 
Have we done the part where we ask for people to give us reviews on iTunes? No, that's, no, that's if you that's look okay. at the show doc, that comes next. If you would ignore the excessively long uh, inside baseball banter at the beginning of the show and instead focus on the great content that comes at about the 35-minute mark, you can give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we will love you forever and sing your praises from the top of the hill, just like we're about to sing the praises of Aaron Disney and Les Steubing and Pastor Nick J., who all gave us reviews this month. Nice, wonderful, encouraging five-star reviews. So thank you, Les. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Aaron. You guys are awesome and encouraging. And all you got to do is Google Gospel Friends and click on the iTunes link there, and you can read their reviews, and you can leave one of your own. And again, we would appreciate you forever. Let me tell you who we love. We love people who give us five-star reviews. Love. People who don't give us five-star reviews. People who don't give us five-star reviews, we side with against our best friends sometimes. That's true. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. you know, for the record. Hey, so uh, we, we have the ultimate shout-out this week, though. Um, uh, no offense to those who left iTunes Oh, is reviews. it time for the shout-out to Chris Land? No. We're going to hang oh, on. Sorry, we'll we'll give you that in just a second. We first want to give – first, I want to give a uh, shout-out to Nathan Martin. Uh, for oh, no, for what? For no reason whatsoever. Just because – Oh, my gosh. Just for the heck of it. Because I like Nathan. Because he complimented me. You, you know the thing about Secondly, he only listens because we give him shout-outs, I think. Oh, well, he we did probably shouldn't say that run this, run this week. That was pretty cool. He did, and Good he job, busted on you right before the show in the Hall of Dogma, which is A plus in my book. Bad job, Nathan. Uh, but no, oh no, it was a pretty shout good out. Yeah, it was punch. good. Shout out of the week goes to Brad Melton, yes, who actually came to the Hall of Dogma Church this morning in person. In person, so he lives in Arkansas. Yes, and we live in oh Alabama. Yep, and he. On his way to vacation, stopped yep. off, and um, I don't know. Should I tell people he's on vacation? I don't know. I wouldn't tell them where he's going. Okay, I won't. Well, I didn't know, you know, because his house is unattended now. Oh, but he he said he had left armed guards and uh, and pensions and the national guard. Yeah, yeah, so it should be safe. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> the the uh, Arkansas National Guard. There's mm-hmm. three of them. So anyway, um, oh my. On his way wow. to vacation, he actually came to the uh, got a hotel. Stayed overnight, came to the HOD this morning. And he seemed and genuinely surprised that we were real people <laughs> with, you know, not using aliases. And so I thought that was kind of cool. He, uh, Brad received the first ever box of cereal from the Gospel Friends. We have purchased cereal before for people, but never made it to them. Yep. But he received it. It was autographed by uh, the three of us, minus the general, yeah, um, who was sorry. unable sorry. to autograph it. Okay, yeah. Well, the four of us, minus the general. Okay, so um, I, I told him I didn't want him to see it on eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if, if you can I thought find that a, was interesting, by the way. If you can find a box with the general signature, that's worth even more. Oh, yeah. We gave him a tour of the hall. Yep. Got some pictures in here. So Went it, out to it, lunch it, with he and his family. I didn't do that. Lovely. Well, of course you didn't. The devoted But we did. did. But I am wearing a uh, Arkansas shirt now in honor of Brad. The same right one off he wore this morning. Yeah, yeah that's probably... Uh, so if, I don't know if you watched it. If you come to the Hall of Dogma in person and give me your shirt, I will wear it on the podcast. That sounds like a dare. That is interesting. <laughs> I really don't know. So thanks to Brad. Uh, it was awesome. Thanks, out. Brad. It was awesome. It was great to meet him and his wife, uh, Julie, and his daughter, Sarah, and it was awesome having them here. That was uh, really cool. 
and we cannot wait to see David in a blouse. So, <laughs> please, female members of the hall, come and uh, make it happen. <laughs> give David the shirts off their back. All right, that just sounds in, creepy. In an when <laughs> that just sounds creepy when y'all say that. you said no. it. You said if you if you come to the hall. Nick, and Nick has shirt, buried his head. Wear it. Nick has buried his head under the table. And I start thinking like that was a very blanket statement. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of inappropriate content, if Chris you Land, would like out. to sign up for the elite version of the Gospel Friends, you can get the dog story. You can get the Emmanuel story about no milk, uh-huh. while he drank and milk. you can get the new story jimmy gun and the shattered dreams and all you got to do is give ten dollars a month to tgf elite at that's really not an address or anything but we have a lot of stories that'll come out one day when we that is a great don't care idea, as much and yeah when this all implodes and we're like on the behind the music telling everybody yes that'll be there podcasts do that though they have special episodes where they do paid episodes we should do that it's a thing. For $13, right. we will not only send you all that, but we'll also answer your FaceTime calls. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're getting mean mugged in the hall by Kristen, by the way. Well, all right. I um, texted him. Yeah, it's what we have on uh, tap for tonight. And then uh, let's get into the Apparently, a serious. bunch of nonsense. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Chris Land. Oh, the one yeah. sensible, nice guy that never causes problems in the Hall of Dogma. Because <laughs> he's never there. Yeah, he's there. And he listens. <laughs> And and I just thought we shout out to everybody else. We should give shout outs to you know. I do think we should people. give a shout out to Chris Land. He's been around for a while listening yep. to the show. Yeah, Thank you, Chris. He was in the hall early. early. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and then, so so was Brad Melton. By the way, I think absolutely. Brad's listened to all the episodes. By the way, though, did you, Dude, he was calling when he was here? I mean, he was calling back some old stuff, old stuff on the show, and I'm like, Do you realize you just said Chris Land is the one nice guy in the Hall of Dogma? You, you just insulted 149-ish people. Not to mention 157. <laughs> okay. Not to mention you are in the Hall of Dogma. Well, I'm not nice anymore after last week. Oh. The All gloves right. are off. Not nice, Chase. <laughs> what, do we, what do we have on tap for tonight? We're going to... Now, that might be a show title. I, Hashtag I, not nice, Chase. I, I will start. Um, I'll go first because that's what I do. We, uh, we're going to follow up to a, on a, a question that was posted to the Hall of Dogma today. Um, how does God speak to you? So we're going to do kind of a roundtable and hear we you do guys' thoughts. Stuff here? Yeah. Okay. How does wow. God speak to you today? Is it only through the Bible or is there other ways? Uh, so we're going to talk about that from a personal perspective uh, a little bit later in the show. What do you got, Chase? I'm going to talk about uh, – oh, wow, this is kind of a jarring transition. I'm going to talk about unintended abortion. Uh, is it possible? Does it happen? What are the – the consequences, how should Christians respond? Also talk about uh, transgenderism in context of planet fitness and locker rooms. Welcome to the Gospel Friends podcast, Yep, where one moment we're talking about um, poop, which we hadn't done today. Well, well we, have we just now. did. And, podcast didn't know her yet. And the, and, and the next we're talking about, um, well, those topics. Everybody's favorite fifth grade boy Christian podcast. Nick, what are you bringing to the show? Oh, you know, just ten things you can, anti-gay things you can't do while following Jesus. Ten anti-gay things you can't do while following Jesus. That actually sounds intriguing. That sounds. Like oh, some I'm type sure of, the way we're talking this evening, nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of post you'd find on liberalamerica.org or something. I think it was Patheos first. <laughs> okay, time, but this is sorry, a true st- story. Credit where due. I think I stole that line from Emmanuel. I just got an email. Yeah. 
It says Nathan Martin sent you twenty dollars. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I made a shout out in the uh, Hall of Dogma for somebody to send me money to. Um, what are you getting? What are you, what's he getting I, for his twenty bucks? I don't know. Gosh, Nathan. All right, now I can give Nathan props. Shout out to Nathan Martin. Yes, for sending Chase twenty dollars for what? We're going to Waffle House as soon as we're done. Okay, your treat. Awesome. Yeah, if you can no. get permission from your wife. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, with really? That. Yeah. Let's let's switch some. By the, by the way, before we do that, <clears throat> yeah. Shout out to Nathan Martin. 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 Oh my goodness! Shout out That's to good Martin. taking, Shout man. Out to Nathan Martin. That's Nathan Moneybags Martin. What about your uh, alter ego, Josh Parchman? You want to give him a shout out? <laughs> He's not listening. He he didn't like the beginning. of the show. <laughs> He went to another podcast altogether. Yeah, well, you can't you can't blame him. For He'll that. tune in about the twenty minute mark and. Wait till we get to the serious stuff. All right. Speaking of getting the serious stuff, we've got to work through a couple other segments first, including we're actually bringing a game back today. We haven't had a game in weeks, and Chase has promised us the most epic game of all time. I did not. It might not be great. But just for those of you who clamor for what were you thinking each week, I need to throw them a bone. So I have one story for what were you thinking. Uh, Dateline China. What were you thinking? Guy's girlfriend and ex-girlfriend jump into a river to see which one he would save. Oh, wow. A Chinese man was recently presented with the ultimate test of love. He was forced to choose between saving his current girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend. The two love-struck women jumped into a river to see which one he would save. I know what Emmanuel would do. What, save me. Walk away. You'd walk away. Yep. <laughs> They're both crazy. <laughs> so uh, apparently, um, the uh, the girls um, and I've got names here, uh, but I can't. Don't try. I can't say. Don't them. try. Wu Hissy, I think, is the guy's name. Okay, that's pretty good. No. Jun Tang yeah. and Rong Saw. You're kidding. You can't even pronounce American <laughs> names. Why are you even? <laughs> I, I have an Asian son. I never have been a that you named that you, that you the Jack because I couldn't pronounce his, <laughs> his name. But um, so so apparently, uh, uh, Wu Hissy and ended up with his girlfriend's or ex girlfriend, current girlfriend, uh, in the same place. They got into a fight. <laughs> Show title: Why Wu Hissy Why? <laughs> they they got into uh, an argument, um, and uh, apparently the uh, old girlfriend attacking the new girlfriend. And so the girls began arguing, and the uh, man's ex-girlfriend jumped into the river calling for her former boyfriend to save her. The new girlfriend, uh, and this is by police report, the new girlfriend, fearing that he might indeed jump in to save his ex-girlfriend, <laughs> then jumped in as well, and both of them were calling for him to rescue them from drowning. This really happened. Yeah. yeah it's uh, got pictures of them in the river being rescued by by, so he, by firemen in China. Oh, by firemen? Yeah. So that, he didn't rescue them? No, he did. He jumped in and saved his current girlfriend, uh, but then he yelled for his brother who was nearby to jump in and save his ex-girlfriend. Love did. the one you're with. That's all I always say, so... The story has gone. The story has gone viral on Chinese social media. In a nation with a chronic shortage of single women, it apparently comes off as baffling that two women would risk their lives for this man. They compared the story to a common Chinese custom that involves asking men who would they rescue from a river, their mother or their lover. That's an interesting. So custom. Chase, if your mom and <laughs> your wife both fell into a river. 
Y'all have got to read this post on the Hall of Dog. The comments before the show have erupted. No, Dave, you really have to check this out. Okay. You owe me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to send you something via PayPal right now in just a second. Kristen Brown. He's like, I can see it now. Nick feverishly writing out edit points and searching for extended elevator music. David requests yet again if they can start the show over. (laughs) Chase does doing whatever he does during the contact segment. Uh, he just tries to present himself as uh, the wise old man on the hill. Well, I think I we, failed. We in cannot this put something in the hall this close to the start of the show. So, Nick, what would you do? That's a good point. <laughs> Why for ex girlfriend? Not going to answer. You Wait think this is making it to the show? That was an incredibly long pause for wife or ex-girlfriend. It was. That was not the scenario, though. It was a it girlfriend. Was. It was girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, but still, to be fair. I mean. All right, Nick, what would you do? Your your current girlfriend or your ex-girlfriend? <laughs> wow. Again, you think any of this ever makes it to the your show? Your wife doesn't listen. She I don't listen. give a darn. I bet her friends are gonna, gonna you know, send her stupid. messages and stuff. I am not a smart man, and I'm okay with that. I am smart enough hey, to make sure that gets. To I me. need an audio clip of. Good luck with that. We need an extra I'm recorder, stupid. like a under the table recorder, David. All right, you guys are welcome for that chase. It's time to play the game. <laughs> That's enough for a break. Apparently not. So how do you spell Wuhissi's name? W-U-H-I-S-A-I. Wow. Something like that. Chase, you bring us back in now, buddy. Anytime, Chase. Chase, you start talking now. Anytime, Chase. <laughs> For the love. Say something. Josh Parchment is getting upset. <laughs> That's the game. I'm real quiet until y'all get mad. Parchment, <laughs> Parchment is driving down here from wherever he is to slay you. Where does Bring he it. Where's Josh Parchment? Oh, okay, goodness. for real. Don't include that. I'm not sure. Okay. Three, two. No, you leave that in. Oh, yeah. You can Don't count down all you want, buddy. Don't you dare. All right, here's the game, guys. <laughs> I just... Did Chase just win rock, paper, scissors, and I miss it? Yes. Yes. All right. Here's here's how it's going to go. I'm going to give you three clues from an iconic music video, and you're going to guess the video. Garth Brooks. You get one point for the artist and one point for the song name, and it has to be really close. I, I might give you a little bit of fudge room, but it has to be really close on the title, really close on the uh, artist. And... You get to buzz in. You just you just get a guess and say it. Buzz. But if you guess wrong, then you have to be quiet until oh, everybody else has guessed. All right? Does that make sense? Yeah. How do we buzz in? You just say it. Well, that's that's not, not we don't have a in. buzzer. So that's not just, buzzing in. I'm just speaking euphemistically. Speak in. You get to speak in. Okay. All right? David will have no problem So with one point for the band, one point for the song. Chime in any time. Right. But if you're wrong, you have to wait till the other two guys have guessed. Okay? One point band, one point song. Yep. If you're wrong... You, you have, have to, to wait to the other guys. guys. Yeah. Okay. And so at the end, I'll give you a lyrical hint to uh, help you a little bit. Okay? Okay. Just in case you don't get in on the first clues. Here is the first one. Are you ready? I am. Scene. A young man and woman drive up in a white convertible. They stop, having run out of gas, and begin walking. Clue number two. The boy says, you know I like you, don't you? I was wondering if you'd be my girl. 
Oh, Michael, says the girl. Clue number three. Michael Jackson thriller. Michael Jackson thriller is correct. That is two points for Emmanuel, perhaps the most iconic video of all time. We're in trouble. The lyrical hint. You are in trouble if you don't get that one. This could be a uh, not a good game. You hear the door slam and then realize there's nowhere left to run. Okay, number two, another iconic video. Emmanuel leads 2-0-0. I see some puffy-haired people dancing and singing on stage. One TBN. is wearing a full-length... Well, that was a wasted guess. One is wearing a full-length... Le- but it was funny. Leopard skin outfit. It doesn't count. They are females. Walk like an Egyptian. Oh, my gosh. You have hit a home run, By the, Emmanuel uh, Marsh. The By the Bengals. You guys are getting owned. That's four points for Emmanuel. I see Lady Diana, Princess Char- Prince Charles. Lady Di's moving her arm in an unusual way with a duck hand going in and out. <laughs> like that. <laughs> if we only had video. All right. Video number yeah, three. The general is doing it right now. Here we go. Are you ready? I love this This song. one might go fast. I see an Asian man sunbathing. How did that happen? <laughs> Siri would like to play a game. I guess so. That's a Siri, little creepy. Siri wants to play too. Okay. okay. What do you think, Siri? Go search ahead. Search the web. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know if you should search for that. What did she find? It's not a good website. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Okay. Wow. Um, you know what, Brad, this morning said that we were 80% funny and 20% serious. I thought that was a little bit off. I thought we were more serious than that. But you know what? He was pressured. So the iPhone has a feature. I don't know if you know this, but when it's plugged in charging, if you say okay. something that... Hello, Siri. Hello, Siri. She she comes she comes alive and searches for whatever you say next. So That's she thought amazing. you said, hello, Siri. That's awesome. Okay. All right, go ahead. Number two, the same man. Now he is walking through a raging storm with a pair of attractive Asian women. Clue number three, finally, the man is rapping about a neighborhood in his country with both arms in front of him, clasping together and bouncing up and down like he is riding a horse. She bangs by the... Psy. Gangnam Style by Psy. That's me, two Lord, points for, that. for I mean, it's like only the most video, uh, the, the most viewed video. Or I've one never of them. seen the video. No, I did. But when you said Asian, I've seen now, Kevin Small do the motions in the office at work. Oh, nice. No. All right, I'm going to take a small break from that, and I'm going to give you a top ten list, and you tell me what this is, what my list is describing. <laughs> then we'll get back to the videos. Okay. All right. On this list, who's winning the game? Emmanuel, Emmanuel, four okay. to two to zero. Okay. Number two is Baby by Justin Bieber featuring Ludacris. Number three, Dark Horse by Katy Perry. Number four, Roar by Katy Perry. Number five, Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO, if I can say that on the air. Number six is Love the Way You Lie by Eminem. Number seven, Waka Waka by Shakira. Number eight, On the Floor, Jennifer Lopez. Number nine, Charlie Bit My Finger again. What top YouTube. ten list? Something on YouTube, but I don't know what who, year. Who be. said? What What is that? A top ten list of one of the most important top ten lists of our generation. I mean, it's something on YouTube, but I don't know if it's year specific or 
just YouTube top ten in general. It's not, it's not year specific because LMFAO is not around anymore. That is That's correct. what I thought. I was um, thinking top ten what? Most viewed videos of all time. You got it, David. That's two points for you. That's wow. the top ten. And at the top was Gangnam Style. I, by I would like one of those points yeah. because I gave him a head start. No. You did, but he was the first one to say it. Okay. Yeah, Gangnam actually has like over a billion views. Two. Close to two now. It's close to two now? That is correct. Actually, it's 2.28 billion views. It's That is a lot but... of money. All right. Yeah. Next iconic video. I see a janitor. Reaching into a disgusting mop bucket, oh. said gentleman is dancing. Clue number two. I know this. I see some cheerleaders listlessly like leading a pep rally. Smells like teen spirit by Nirvana is correct. That's hey, four could, points, four, two, hey, to four. Could you do like a Carmen video or... Don't even. Something if from CMT. If you start CMT, throwing out Garth Brooks, you're fine. Gar, uh, yeah, Carmen. Something from do Standing CMT, Outside the Fire. Something or, from CMT You know what? Awesome. I was going to put Secret Ambition in by Michael W. Smith because I figure most of us have seen that video, but I never forgot to. It. The Champion by Carmen. I, never, okay, I, was I wasn't allowed to watch MTV as a kid My or parents, VH1. What was his, My parents didn't let me listen to Christian music. <laughs> he had to watch MTV. That's made nice. me listen to I could only. I, I just watched CMT because it had wholesome videos on it. All right, no, next no. one. No, 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 no. You you might have one coming up at some point. Okay, David, hang in there. All right, I see a band of white dudes with tight spandex pants and long hair rehearsing loudly. Backstreet Boys. That's a good guess. I, I don't know if I used it long. though. Second clue. Right next door to said loud band, I see an African-American band also rehearsing, frustrated at the loudness of the skin-tight pants-wearing people. Am I right? Yes, and what's the song name? Walk This Way. Walk This Way. We're going to split the points. How do you split the points? I was in the process of answering. You weren't fast enough. Oh, happened to me too, bro. So you can steal in the middle? I don't know. I'll check the rule book later. Welcome to the Gospel Friends where Chase makes all the rules. There you go. Amen. All right. So that was Run DMC and Aerosmith Walk ask, This Way. Ask Creflo how that feels. I know. I'll do it next time I have lunch with him. Nick has five points. David has two points. And Emmanuel has five points total. I'll say, well, never mind. I won't say that on here. Here's your first visual clue. We only have a couple of these left. Uh, I see a bearded man with glasses driving a car in a rainstorm. Clue number two, I see an attractive brunette woman in a robe at home during the storm trying to call somebody and looking concerned. Thunder roll. Dadgummit. He got you. That was yours, man. I put that in there for Beautiful. you. And he snaked it out from under you. That's How, do you, no more. How do you know country music? Not a soul inside. You wait, can't wait, 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 wait. wait. Why are you asking town? him that? Because it's cause I'm black. <laughs> I was going to say, how can he not know country music? <laughs> What's wrong with you, David? Emmanuel actually loves country music, and I know. Edit point. I know. I'm just kidding, too. Okay. Edit point because... because in fairness, the Because racism. <laughs> we can't allow that on the show. It's actually one of my favorite songs, by the way. Yeah. That I'm is just, one of my I'm favorite songs, around. too. You you threw me off with Bearded Man because... He was, He man. was. Have you seen that do you know who was in? Do you know who was playing oh, the Bearded Man in the I video? I do not. Garth Brooks. That was Garth yes, Brooks? he was the guy that beat up his wife in the video. Uh, by the way, that video ends terribly. Don't watch that video. It is not encouraging. She shoots her cheating husband. No. Well, he deserved it. I'll say that. I mean, no, he punched that, her in front of did, his daughter. That's Garth in the... Uh, he did the... That was him in the video. I, I didn't know. But that. when you said bearded guy, I was thinking ZZ Top. It took. That's, that's, that's what I thought at first as well. I thought ZZ Top, when he said woman at home, 
calling. I was like, I was trying to make it work. I was slow to the draw. Here's a fun fact for that nobody cares about. That song is what inspired me to write. Really? Really. Yeah. That is a good song. That's a great song. It's a great song. I mean, a well-written song. Yeah. Not a great subject. No, not a good video or a subject. Okay, no. two more, guys. Uh, we got seven for Emmanuel, two for David, and five for Nick. Yeah. So two out of three gospel friends are doing well. Here's a tough one. I see a man in a wrestling singlet playing drums on some bottles. Or at least drumming bottles. A lot like that sound you just made. Okay. Hmm. I see a man and woman dining next to the beach together. It's not an easy clue. The third one might give it away for most of our older Gospel Friends listeners. I see a blonde-headed shopkeeper that is quite tall and muscular, at least six foot four. He offers a man a Vegemite sandwich. Cindy Lauper. What video am I watching? One of those old wrestling videos. I'll nothing. give you the lyrics. Traveling in a fried-out combe on a hippie trail, head full of zombie. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, I come from a land down under by a minute work. I would have never got that. You guys might be a little young, young for that song. I know that song, but I don't know the, the lyrics like that. I've never seen go. the video. That's a good one. All right, here's the last one. I see a race in black and white, motorcycles zooming along at breakneck speed. Now, this is maybe the most iconic video of all time. At least it's close. Motorcycles? Yep, at least for our age. Next scene, an attractive, short-haired, blonde woman is in a diner reading a comic book. Take on me. By? Oh, what is his name? I can't remember. Uh Uh-uh, put it down. The answer is Take On Me by oh. the Swedish group. <laughs> Aha. Aha. Yes, there you go. Wait, you can't give him points for that. He gets he a point, point, for, he gets that. point for that. He gets but for that. Emmanuel wins the game 8-6 to six to abysmally, unmentionably low. Sorry, David. Take on well, congratulations, Emmanuel. We get to do your topic first. Take go. On me. <laughs> you I don't have a topic. I'm oh. just here because of my good looks and wisdom. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess we go to Nick. Oh, boy. All right, guys, these are things that, because y'all are Christian, clearly, this is part. Really, Razorback? We're going to do this now? (laughs) Sorry. Look, there are people in this room who, you know, don't fully trust the Bible and think they got to make up stuff. Yeah, there are a couple of (laughs) y'all. Then you may may fall victim to this list. it go. did come from liberalamerica.org because so clearly I knew it. they have um, just the absolute line on what uh, the Christian faith is really about and not what it gets misrepresented about in the media. Uh, so top ten things you can't do while following Jesus. So you're saying there's no liberal Christians. Agree or disagree, David. Uh, condone violence towards people who are LGBT. Agree or disagree? Agree, but I don't know anyone who's doing that. Fair point. Like I don't, I, don't, um, I don't know Christians who are. So this was going to be more interesting. Trying to get people uh, to beat up. If you're following people. Jesus, clearly you can't be against same-sex marriage. Westboro doesn't count. They're not real Christians. But people count them anyway, which is disturbing and sad. It's tough. Okay, why well, don't? I'm, Most of this stuff is probably from Westboro anyway. <laughs> this says biblical marriage is one of the biggest Christian misrepresent, misrepresentations out there. Um, 
yes, in the Bible, marriage is between one man and one woman. It's also between one man, one woman, and their God-appointed surrogate mother. Uh, not only that, God frequently blessed polygamists like Gideon and Solomon. Uh, Jesus himself believed that if a woman's husband dies and she doesn't have a son, she must marry his brother and have intercourse with him until she has a son. Um, she said, I, this article says I'm against, I'm, I guess I'm a bit of a approved biblical marriage. You can have it. Guys? Um, that's just somebody claiming one misrepresentation while answering with another misrepresentation. I actually think that sums that up pretty well. David? Uh, yeah, I don't, um, I mean, I think we've talked about this before. I'm, I'm not actually just opposed to, you know, civil unions and those kinds of things. I just wish they wouldn't use the word marriage. Yeah, I'm, you know, the, I'm the same way. Marriage is, you know, it's um, – I heard – I forgot who it was. I think it was actually Rick Warren who I'm sure is um, very popular among a lot of our listeners. But uh, I like Rick Warren and, you know, he, he, he I, said – as well. More or less than Creflo. <laughs> I uh, mm, I like him more than Creflo. Okay, I just want to make sure. Um, but you know, he talked about you know one time is that uh, you know if if someone came along and took a you know a, a, a word that was indicative of the Muslim faith or of you know Hindu faith and then hijacked it for something else, you know, people would um, probably be pretty upset about that. And, that. and that that's the big thing is is marriage, I believe, something formed by God and, and you see throughout the Bible. And so just using that term is is my big issue. Uh, it's, a, it's a redefinition of what marriage is. So I, I don't actually – I don't think anyone's going to get saved because we oppose civil unions or we oppose, um, you know, tax breaks for homosexual couples. That's just – that's my take. So – but I, I don't like – um, the use of the word marriage for uh, homosexual relationships. Um, well, quite clearly, Jesus defined marriage as between one man and one woman. And you know, you can throw out some things that were in the Old Testament. We're under a new covenant. We're not under the old covenant. So I, I think that's a, a bit of a, a, a non-starter as an argument there. You can – this, this is kind of a ridiculous article, 10 anti-gay things you can't do while following Jesus. That's not anti-gay. That's just kind of cleaving to the teachings of Jesus, which he said marriage is defined in, in the eyes of God as between one man and one woman. I, I'm with you guys. I, I, think, I think civil unions uh, – I mean homosexuality is a sin, so – is civil unions would be a sin. You know, adultery is a sin. Other things are sins too. It's not the only thing that that is a sin. But um, you can follow Jesus and uphold what He said about marriage. In fact, you must uphold what He said about marriage if you follow Him, because He said, "If you love Me, you'll obey My commandments." So this is, you know, this is fairly illogical so far. I would agree with that. I agree with you. Wow. Yeah, how about that? I, was, I remember back in the day we used to agree about everything. Oh, well. Oh, wow. All right. So here's here's one, um, and I see this happening not all the time. Discriminate against – well, and I guess context may help, but discriminate against LGBT folks. So um, 
this this didn't mention the specific scenario, and I don't I'm not familiar with it. But uh, it said recently, a group of Christians asked President Obama for special permission to discriminate up against a particular segment of the population. Worse yet, they want to do it while receiving government funds. Uh, they want to take money that the government made through taxing everyone, and then be allowed to exclude some of the very people from which the money came. Well, is it Tom? It's talking about marriage again. Well, and that's what. Without better, you know, clarification, I didn't want to dive too far into that, but. Do, do, what do you think they're they're looking for here? Do you think this is the kind of the the bakery that won't serve the homosexual couple kind of thing, or what are you thinking this is talking about? Yeah, it could be probably I mean, again. I mean, <clears throat> okay, so I, I want to maybe I, I want to tread carefully. Maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> but you know, if you anybody in this room, if you leave here and you walk in, you know. You walk out of here and, and to work or your house or whatever with the mindset of people are against me. I'm going to be mistreated. I'm going to be um, uh, uh, what was the word they used? Discriminated, discriminated against. against. You're going to see it. I'm not saying it doesn't really happen. I'm just saying you, you, you can find that. So, uh, number one, you can, I think, kind of create that reality. But they, they could be talking about um, – uh, like you said, maybe mentioning like the bakery or things like that. And again, I, I don't. I, my personal view is that, um, you know, no one is saved. No one is going to come to know Jesus because you refuse to make a cake for someone who is, you know, gay. Um, if you were at a bakery and you were baking cakes and you refused to make a cake for a gay couple. You know, before another couple comes in to get married, do you find out if they're living together? Do you find out if they're if had premarital sex? Do you find out? I mean, well, the the bakery argument is easy. But what so, about photography? Like, 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 what about something a little more hands on? If you're if you're a wedding photographer, what about a, a homosexual come, couple comes to you and says, you know, we want you to photograph our wedding and uh, put it on the internet and that sort of thing, kind of promote it? Uh, what's your take on that? Uh, yeah, look, there's there is a, and this is you know for me, this is probably a, a a line that's you know I haven't defined yet, but yeah, there there's a point. I, I wouldn't personally go to a gay wedding, um, even if there were someone that I knew um, or had an association with, uh, because for I think my presence there would indicate approval. And so I don't know. There's a difference between me having to go to a location and be involved and in, in being in a business where I'm making cards or cakes or something like that. I don't know. For, for, for me, in my mind, there's a difference. In, but, in the uh, bakery situation, that was the case. It wasn't just selling the people a cake. It was actually – They had to take it. They had to take it to the wedding. They had to do all this stuff while they were there. They had to stay throughout the duration of the wedding. It wasn't – they had to be a part of the wedding. It wasn't just, hey, here's your cake, you know. Uh, look, it's a good question. I mean, it's, it's um, uh, you know, it, it's the thing. I, I have something in me that I'm just not a protest guy. Yeah, I'm not either. So, like, you know, I don't get into like if I see a if I see a post on Facebook, Starbucks CEO promotes homosexuality, boycott Starbucks. I mean, that like I just want to go down and get a you know a latte and yeah, I, I just Creflo would approve. <laughs> don't. In my luxury jet, I I just don't. I'm not. I'm just not a protest guy. But but I can see where there is a there is a uh, a, a can of worms that's going to get opened because there comes a point where you can you, you know 
you're going to get pushed to a point of having to break convictions. And so, you know, how, you know, just like I would not, um, I would not obviously officiate a homosexual marriage, nor would I want to open up our building to that. So there's a point where you get pushed to a, a place of conviction. And I think you have to ask a question. Is my conviction biblical or is it cultural in a sense of, and I have this, I'm doing air quotes right now, Christian cultural. Yeah. Because there, there's no verse that says you cannot serve a cake to homosexuals. You know, uh, I don't think Jesus would really care about you by, you know, uh, you selling a cake to homosexuals or even taking photography, you know, taking pictures as a photographer. Um, so some of these convictions are just, and they're personal convictions, but they're not biblical convictions. I don't think. Um, now, now if somebody asks you to do a, perform a, a wedding, a wedding ceremony for homosexuals, then that's different. Then that's, you know, then all bets are off. But, well, that, why do you even have to tell them, you know, why you wouldn't do it? If they want you to take pictures, just say, yeah, I can't do that that day. Yeah, I don't think the pictures. government should force this kind of thing. Yeah, I don't I don't think they can legally either. Yeah. At the same time, Christians should be aware, and I think this is the point you're trying to make, Jesus ate with sinners, and that we're all sinners. That's about what I was about to okay, say. Okay, yeah, go, go ahead and make that point. No, I mean, go ahead. I mean, that, that was – I was going to say, I'm saying that at some point your presence – um, you know, I said earlier, your presence indicates approval, but you know what? That was Jesus went and ate with tax collectors, and that was what the Pharisees were so upset about. And I've said before, I think Jesus today would go and have lunch with people that, of, of all types of sin, including you know sexual sin or homosexual sin, um, and that's what he did while he was here. And and the Pharisees were upset because his, his you know he was going to sinners, so. Um, even in, in, in what I said earlier, I have to back I have to backtrack that a bit because I mean Jesus did that. Here, here's a scenario for you. Uh, rem- they rem- weren't in the act. I'm sorry, but they weren't in the act of sinning. I don't. Yeah. You know, remember that, that's when, the thing about a homosexual uh, wedding is that's an act of sin taking uh, place at that moment. Jesus feeding the five thousand, and uh, you know that the boy with the five loaves and two fish, and you know he's he he makes the fish and loaves. Uh, kind of multiply and I, I don't know this for a fact but 5,000 people there may have been somebody with homosexual urges or tendencies in that audience mm. Jesus still made the fish and the uh, and the loaves you know he didn't say well hold on you know there's 5,000 people here plus women and men and or and children I'm only going to make like 3,600. <laughs> That's good. Because a lot of you people are sinners, and I don't want to be seen as condoning yeah. your lifestyle. So I'm, you know, I'm going to withhold my fish. And, and a lot of those that crowd dispersed later. Uh, you know, yeah. some of the, they, they kept following him, and eventually he gave some hard teaching, and they left. And so, um, you know, and, and I think even even as we just kind of think around the table on these, this is why I think that's what I get. Um, a little irked about Christian community wise is, is I sometimes think we act like they man, these are just, these are just really simple answers. Yeah. You know, somebody's gay, you, you don't make them a cake. Somebody's gay, you don't do this. You don't. And I just don't think there really is real simple answers. Um, you know, to me, um, 
about some that, of these issues and, and how we engage culture. It's it's important. It's important how we ga- engage culture in order to be a light to that culture. Exactly. And, uh, and 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 I don't think we should. You know, I don't think we should bend truth. Again, I, I would not go to and participate in a homosexual wedding because I I just think that is promoting a a a, uh, a point of approval that I just don't have. But man, I, I would I would have I would have friends who are you know who have homosexual tendencies or, or homosexuals. Quite honestly, I do. Uh, these are not people who speak into my life, but people that I am friendly with and 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 I would I would claim some form of friendship with. I would I would eat with them. I would spend time with them, and obviously in in and hope I could um, speak truth into their life. So. Just not. Uh, I, I don't believe in discrimination, in the sense of hatred mm-hmm. and withholding from someone to keep from being good to them. But I do think there's a point of where 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 my convictions would be, uh, my conscience would be seared, and I would have to mm-hmm. to, to not go past that point. And I wonder what the likelihood of is: are people who wouldn't do gay weddings, wouldn't serve, you know, gay weddings. Um, they probably are the same people who probably wouldn't do interracial weddings back in the 60s, you know, out of some conviction that they think is biblical. Um, not saying it's the case, but it's just something to think about. Interesting. I'm going to jump through a couple of these just because some of them are, they feel like trolling and others others are kind of legitimate conversation. We'll, we've only got a few more minutes on this one, but um, say that the Bible slash God hates gay people. Um, I think we can all pretty much... I don't think we're going to push back on that one too much. Anyone? No, that's a Westboro Baptist thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, the, the, not a Christian church. I've never heard anybody say that. The the, the little blurb here, um, it, it's an interesting idea because they go on to say that the modern-day concept of homosexual is that modern-day um, that the Bible didn't understand homosexuality as we do, and I don't think that's the case. But <laughs> like, like we understand it now. Well, um, here's, here's the more interesting one. I mean, there, uh, there is a – I mean, there's a – we are at enmity with God prior to salvation. So, in, in a sense, God has a hatred for there. There's a wrath of God that is against all sinners, and God died. God sent His Son to die for us while we were still sinners. So, you know, Here's no, God doesn't hate gay people, but God there is sin. there is a hatred or a uh, wrath of God that is against sin. Yeah, to me, this speaks kind of to the, to the Westboro mentality. I'm not, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. Here's one that is going to be a more interesting conversation topic: withholding ordination uh, because of homosexuality. Well, so, who are we not ordaining? Gay people? Yes, gay Christians. Ordaining them into ministry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think you can ordain an unrepentant homosexual person into ministry. Can you ordain? A person into ministry who struggles with same-sex attraction? Uh, absolutely. Can you ordain a person in the ministry who struggles with uh, heterosexual issues um, outside of marriage? Uh, certainly you can. But you can't ordain somebody into ministry who's sleeping around with every girl he wants to. You, you know, it, it, that's a heterosexual sin. But you can't ordain somebody into ministry who is in unrepentant sexual sin or 
alcoholism or, or something like that. And, and you know, the, the, the author of this article said, seems to suggest in point number four that um, same-sex relationships are not sinful and, and then gives a link to an article that explains how really what the Bible says about that is not true. But, but just speaking frankly, as somebody who, is, who has studied this in depth, the language is simple. It is, it is, there's no real room for nuance. There's no real black and white there. The Bible clearly forbids sexual interaction in any way between uh, b- between same-sex people. It also clearly forbids sexual interaction between uh, unmarried men and women. And, you know, there's just – there's no – you can throw everything at that that you want to, but boil it down. It's in multiple places. I know it's the popular thing to say it's, it, it's only in a couple of places in the Bible. It's in multiple places in the New Testament, and it's clear. And we can't compromise that. It, it's, it may not be popular, you may not like it, but to be faithful to the Word of God, we can't compromise that. It's just too clear. So in First Timothy 5, uh, Paul giving um, under the heading, in the ESV, the heading is instructions for the church. Obviously, that wasn't in the original. But um, it says, do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. So there's a, there's a biblical... Uh, warning: If you if you equate the laying on of hands to, you know, ordination, uh, there is a a biblical, um, I think, command of do not be hasty in the laying on of hands for ministry. Um, be be careful about that. And so, uh, based on, I, I would say exactly what you you said in terms of um, not just for someone in active homosexual activity, but of any type of sin. Unrepentant, Mr. Marsh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love it. Um, I knew. One, th- I knew. I could. I could see his wheels turning the whole time. That he is was, funny. I, I knew it was coming. Uh, next one is be quiet when people are marginalized and bullied. Um, you know, I, I just don't. I'm sure that this person has scenarios that they're thinking about. I just. I don't know that one. I don't. I don't see why that one has to be stated. Well, I mean, if bullying means if what I just did was bullying, like in other words, saying that the Bible says that same-sex sexual interaction is sin. If that's bullying, then that's not a fair definition of bullying. On the other hand, singling out homosexual people to make fun of them or to do physical violence against them or in any way make them your only sermon point, something like that. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, we're supposed to, I mean, we're supposed to be people of, of great kindness, balancing truth and love. So bullying has no place in Christianity whatsoever. Yeah. There's a few more of these. Um, I, this topic is gone. Um, not bad long, but just um, long, and we we probably can move on to other things. But uh, the next one is believe get, being gay is a choice. Uh, believe it's okay to be gay if you're celibate. Um, going on to support gay conversion therapy. And uh, then the last one is think that the quote-unquote gay agenda is anything other than wanting to be who they are and love who they love. I th- uh, I, the being gay is a choice is just a that that argument is always it's just a non-starter with me it the, the the fact that you're born with a 
tendency towards something does not which, which we don't know is actually true which we don't actually know is true that's right but i mean even if it was even if that is true that, that doesn't matter. prove that well i have to be this way you know because yeah. I, I was i was yeah. born that way that chase, doesn't... chase was born with a tendency to eat every box of cereal that he sees <laughs> that's true and you know he has decided what to do with that and it could be a sin yeah sometimes it is well there is you know there's a natural you know i mean there's a natural – if I were to just follow what I would consider to be my natural tendencies, my <laughs> life would be an absolute wreck. Oh, it would be bad. I wouldn't be married because my wife would have left me a long time ago. So, I mean, you don't – I wouldn't be married, and a lot of people probably wouldn't be alive. Say <laughs> so I, that's just a non-starter argument. How many me, members but, of the Hall of Dogma are we talking about? Wow. Oh, none of you guys. You've got kids. Wow! Thank you. Wow! Thank God for that. Well, I've got morals, people. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. Some of the, and you know, if you don't, Chase can tell you what to do. So um, there's. (laughs) You guys are storing it up. I've so got to get a rim shot. (laughs) Storing it up. Um, Yeah, I. Where where the Bible is silent, Chase is not. Just be ready. Wow. He is <laughs> Truth train's coming. <laughs> choo choo. When in doubt, ask Chase. <laughs> All right. Um, those always, those always actually were a little guy. bit more mm. thought provoking than I thought. So good job to uh, the liberals. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that. So who's got the next topic? Uh, so who goes? Is I, I lost the game and Chase presented. Who's next? I guess that means I'm I, next. I, you I'm should go next guy. because we, we these were some you were trying to do last week. BDLD. So. There you go. Get into right. it, Chase. I'm get, off, you get off your surfing, whatever you're doing, and pay, get your head back Chase in Chase is I was, posting a video of you <laughs> drinking and me talking. Yeah, I was, I was seeing if Paul really Facebook had worked out in the Hall of Dogma. Yeah, he was, he was doing some video earlier. So uh, we might need to pull that down after the show, depending on what's captured on it. Um, but here, guys, it's time to do BDLD, Big Deal or Little Deal, the part of the show where I give you fellows a couple of news stories, and you tell our listeners whether you think this is a big deal, a little deal, or no deal. And the first one is a little uh, going to be a touch controversial, I, I think, if we really think it out. Uh, last week, a... Um, a doctor uh, posted uh, an article. Her name is uh, Dr. Emily Gibson. Posted an article on Christianity Today. Uh, the article's title is "A Doctor's View on Hormonal Contraception." Now, so far, that doesn't sound like a very controversial article. Although I don't know what that is. Uh, well, it's talking about the pill, essentially, okay. it being hormonal contraception. But but going beyond that, she makes a very startling claim in the article and Denny Burke as far as I know was the first guy to put uh, to to extrapolate from Dr. Gibson's article this very significant fact and to give Burke credit I'm going to read you this paragraph and I'm going to ask you if it's a big deal little deal or no deal this is what he says this article is a bit of a bombshell taken at face value it argues that the pill one of the most commonly used methods of contraception one that is routinely routinely used by many pro-life evangelicals is at least potentially abortifacient. 
If she is really correct, that clarifies the moral calculus on the use of these technologies. If she is correct, users of the pill would have to sign off morally on potentially on potential destruction of human life. In other words, her argument would make the use of these technologies incompatible with biblical teaching on the sanctity of every human life. Now, here's what's happening. Dr. Gibson is suggesting that in some cases, the hormonal pill, the pill, uh, the hormonal contraception prevents a fertilized egg from implanting in a female womb. And if your definition of the beginning of life is at conception, when the sperm touches the egg, then... I need to edit that out. Maybe. Then you have a problem with using the pill because the pill causes that potential human life to not become actual. Now, my question to you guys is the fact that many pro-life evangelicals use the pill, which is potentially abortifacient, is that a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? Okay, if it is then it's a big deal um would be my take i I, i'll be honest we have used um birth control in the past obviously you only have five kids you only have five kids uh but you don't use it that much (laughs) yeah but you know what i'll be honest i've always kind of thought that was a bit of a faith issue i mean if you really believe that god creates life and god opens or closes the womb then you, you know, I, I've always admired people who just say whatever happened, whatever God does, God does, yes. and 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 to me, there's always been a bit of, ah, eh, you know, it's probably a faith issue on our part. If I knew, uh, and, and I may step into a lot of muddy water here because I'm about to talk about some things I don't know about. My understanding is there is a form of birth control out there that. Um, allows for there to be a fertilized egg, but prevents it from attachment. That's R- what he was describing. The RU forty six. No, I thought there was like a uh, no. He was not. He was describing the pill. But there's a uh, no. The issue is that there are yeah, uh, the pills yes. have that in it. Okay, well I didn't. Some but I'm saying that there is conceivably a cause that there is a form well, that we know does that. The, I believe. IUD, the morning after is, I think, what you're talking. The about. The IUD is what I'm talking oh, okay, about, okay, which okay. is like a. It's like a. I thought you were talking about the morning. Is that the shot or is that the? No, it's uh, it's basically it's an implant. Device that's and my understanding proper. is the way that works. And again, this is a very limited understanding. But my way I understand that works is that it allows for there to be a fertilized egg, but won't allow it to implant. That is a um, bit controversial, um, in terms. But of my, apparently, some IUDs do have that mechanism. Okay, and and, I'm, and I have no idea. I've never done any research on it. I am not. I, I don't. I'm not condemning anyone who uses that. I'm simply saying, we've never pursued that as a type of birth control because that is my understanding of how it works, and I would have an issue with that from in a personal level because I I would have an issue with uh, essentially allowing there to be a fertilized egg but causing it to just die off because it can't do what it needs to do so hypothetically you're saying this is a big deal it is a big deal if it is true i would have that would be a big deal to me okay nick uh the the idea that to me the idea that you can have yes a fertilized egg that you are prohibiting from implanting that is a big deal um and my we we had a situation with with someone 
that my wife uh, and I were were ministering over um, that uh, there's a situation in the morning after pill and um, after finding out about it and doing research into it we realized that there are some birth control pills um, some of them are you know they do different things and some of them do include that morning after pill style contraception and that was of significant concern to us and I do think it is um, concerning you know we have been back and forth on the you know there are um, pills that prevent um, things and then there are physical barriers and you know we've discussed and, and all you know conversed about that and it's just it's a difficult thing because it is you know we can't financially responsibly have more children or that's a decision we've kind of made and you know I don't know. It's a tough thing because um, my brother-in-law and his wife are, are kind of what you're describing. They are, you know, they will have as many children as the Lord sees to give them, and they don't try to prevent it anyway. And I, I respect his degree of faith, but where does responsibility come in, especially if it's not what I would consider abortive? Um, and I, I don't know, but I, I do think what to me would be considered abortive, which would that would fall under, is, is a big deal. So. Okay, big deal. Two big deals. Emmanuel. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm the, I'm the only guy here with no children. Um, I think that marriage is its own birth control. Uh, <laughs> Not always. Especially knowing us. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, my inclination is to say no deal at all. Like, are we really going to micromanage, like, what drug could put in a sense potential? It doesn't do it every time. If it did it every time, I think it was a a bigger deal or a little deal or something. But it it has the possibility of doing it. Um, well, the way it was presented to us is that it's it's multi stage. So if the first stage doesn't catch the pregnancy, the second stage will. The second stage. So it's it's uh, a, it's okay. a fourth layer of it's it's a guarantee almost, which the one gave me pause. And you know, worst case scenario. You end up being a hypocrite if you're one of those people who's who's adamant that life begins at conception, even though the Bible doesn't say the life begins at conception. That's what you believe. That's one of your personal convictions. Then you look like a hypocrite if you're doing it. If you're not one of the people who says, well, I don't know because the Bible doesn't say that life begins in, at conception. It does say it begins in the womb. Uh, because if that's your, if that's your argument, then – and condoms are wrong because, you know, sperm are alive. And yeah. so preventing sperm from getting to where it's trying to go is the same thing. Uh, as a So what's the difference between a latex barrier and a drug prohibiting? Chemical barrier. Yeah, a chemical barrier. And, and look, that could be a faith like, issue, the, the same thing. I mean, I, I think like you're potentially real... any any form, to me, any form of birth control could potentially be a, a faith issue. That's and so, yeah, you're getting real, like, specific, and you, you're painting yourself into a corner, you know. But keep, keep in mind, again, I'm saying we've we've used that. I'm just saying yeah. it's, a, it's a potential – I, I still do that thinking, hey, this is a potential – my this wife, probably my wife and I used birth control when we first got married. Issue, and, and then we just said, "Okay, we're just going to trust God and see what happens." Um, but the micromanaging of every little 
thing. I, I don't know if that's helpful, but I, like I said, I think we've painted ourselves into a corner. I say ourselves because I'm, I'm not really in that camp, but some Christians have painted themselves in a corner by claiming things that the Bible does not claim. The same thing with similar issues like the earth is 6,000 years old and, you know, you need to believe this to be a Christian or, you know, this is what the Bible said. The Bible didn't say that. And you're painting yourself into a corner. Um, so I'm going to say no deal. Okay. Good deal. I'm going to vote big deal in a sense. I appreciate your, you know, you and I have probably taken Christian ethics and you know the, you know, you know the various arguments. Does life begin at conception? Does it begin at implantation? You and I were playing does video it, games. Does it yes. believe begin at? Watch you were making more children. I was. I, I I tend to think the two most viable options for when life begins is either conception or implantation. Um, I if if it is if it can be shown or even really with a level of doubt. The, the birth control pill, which which we have used before, if it can be shown that it prohibits implant, uh, implantation of a fertilized egg, that personally, I would not be able to do that as, as an act of faith. I don't know that I would be dogmatic about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I do think it, it's it, it can be inconsistent with a pro-life stance. It can be. I appreciate your point because, you know, somebody could come along and say, well, you know – uh, whatever, too much sugar or Tylenol when you're trying to conceive can or, interfere with the or worse bacon. Yeah, yeah, and then it gets into well, you're you know, uh, you start micromanaging everything you're taking as a pro- but my I guess the counter to that is this pill is obviously for that particular purpose, and so that's where I, I would go. Um, uh, you know, if if it's I don't know if there's a potential life there and it's. Uh, or a life has started forming, and, and you're disrupting that. Uh, I would, I would call that a big deal. But all right, next one. We'll have to be fast on this. You've probably heard the story. A Michigan woman at uh, Planet F- Fitness. Her name was Yvette Cormier. She has been booted because she complained that a transgender person whose sex is male but identifies as female was allowed to use the female dressing rooms where presumably people have less clothes on than they should. I was texting. Okay, you were texting. Um, Okay, in Michigan, a woman has been booted from Planet Fitness because she complained about a transgender person who is sexually male but identifies himself as female is using the female dressing okay. room. So the woman, there was a woman yes. who was upset that a man was using the dressing room. That is but that correct. man actually believes he's a woman. That is correct. First of all, I don't know if y'all know this, but I used to work out at Planet Fitness. That's awesome. That's good. I used the male uh, dressing room. The reason I did that is because I am male. Okay. And I know I'm male because I sense an edit point. No. <laughs> quickly no, arriving. I, I'm going to my argument, okay? okay? I know I'm male. Yes. I'm not going to go any further than that. I would hope not. Okay? But I've checked I'm male. <laughs> okay? And if you've checked, then you know. Okay? The the argument that well I have the right structure or a particular structure, but I'm the opposite of that 
is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, well, this is where I'm going to ask you: Is it a big deal, little deal, or no deal? I don't care about. Uh, I don't care very much about what what Planet Fitness did. Apparently, this woman uh, protested in a in a particularly egregiously uh, aggressive manner, which you know we don't we don't need to worry about that. Hey, Here's you know my what? Question. If I was a female and a man walked into the dressing room, I would probably do the same thing. I probably would too. Um, if my daughter was in there and a man walked into the dressing room claiming to be a girl, hey, you know what I would do if I was a a pedophile or a pervert who wanted to see women in the dressing room? That is David at the gospel. Claim Friends. you're a girl and go into the women's dressing room. Loophole. Yeah, well, yeah, well here's, here's my question. Is it a big deal? Yes. LGBTQ, <laughs> etc., People are claiming we are running out of alphabets. That was discriminative. Is it a big deal that they are claiming that gender is not a function of the way you check, David, but is a function of how you feel? Is that a big deal? Yes, it's a that's a that's a big ridiculous deal. A BRD. Okay. And that's there's some BRD. school. That's a there's high some school. I, I read Bird. some. I read some article about some one of the the Planned Parenthood groups or somebody. Who went into a California school and taught that, that, you know, well, your gender is not based on anatomy. Your gender is based on how you feel inside. No, your gender is based on anatomy. And it is, it is ridiculous to go. And this is, this is where we're going. No, it's where we are. I mean. Well, it's where we are. It's where we're going. It's, I think I've already told the story on the show about my wife taking my daughter to the orthodontics or somewhere and it had male female other and and i do realize there are people who anatomically um are an other but that's rare extremely rare and that's generally not what we're talking about and that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about people who are anatomically one way but say oh i'm actually not Okay, and now they want to go into the bathrooms of the other other people. Yeah, that's just you think it's absurd. Okay, yes. Nick, to you. David's done finally. I think so. Okay, um, hang on. Can you Let remind, me say it's this. been a while. <laughs> I actually don't disagree with most of what David said. The, the thing I've yes. always um, <laughs> it's painful to say, but it, you know, I, the depraved part of me has always gone. That's a great way, you know, for young man who you know i, I don't know it, i get what you're going on hey look I'm, I'm really a girl here's I'm here's, go in here. here's the practical is i know someone who has undergone gender conversion and I, I don't know what um and so what does that person do you know what if you, if, if you if you have went to all the trouble of have the surgery then head on into the other room all right, <laughs> all righty. I'm, I'm just saying, if you, but in, in the, and I'm not trying to be flippant, and I'm not trying to be silly. But honestly, in my mind, you know, the the cynical, depraved part of me goes, "Hey, that's a one off. What about the teenage boy who plays the card and and, and does that with a, a manipulative, you know, uh, bad intention? But, no. but, but then there is the person that legitimately has is in that process or something." And that's where I go. Look, I'm going anatomically, and if you've had that change, then... Here's my thing. If you go through all the trouble to have the surgery, 
you should do research and realize that life's going to be tough for you. Well, and, and, and the person I know of made that choice. And, and, and I'm not trying to, to bring the choice into bear now. I'm just to illustrate the point of this article. I do look at their life now and they, they knew the choice they were making when they, you know, they didn't do it flippantly, but you know, if, I if, if I, if, <sighs> if somebody walked into my office, if I got an office and somebody walked into it, um, because all the elders here have offices except me. But if uh, if if I had We're a, in your office, <laughs> we record every week here. My office has a urinal and a toilet, and two sinks. If if somebody and walked a drain in, in the middle of the floor, oddly enough, if somebody walked oh into my, my office, not that one. What but is Samuel's real, office exactly? He doesn't have one either. I, I just said that. John and Jace have one. If somebody walked into my imaginary office and yep. they said, um. I used to be a girl, had a operation, now I'm a guy. Since then, I have come to know Christ. Yep. Oh, my. I would probably not counsel them to revert back. Hmm. That's a tough one. I mean... I probably yeah. would. But you would you would counsel them to have the surgery would, back to I, how they you know what? it wouldn't be the can first thing that? out of my mouth. Yeah. I don't know if you can do that or not. But I mean that's just my first thought. It's my first thought is I probably would just say where you are in the life that Christ has found you, live it out as best you can. Well, you know, I had no idea what I would do in that situation. I, I think that's I'd, my first thought. I but. think I'd agree with David on that. Okay, from <laughs> There are so many nuances to that. There's a ton, I'm just, is, but that's where I'm just saying I. Yeah, you know. This is a no deal for me. Uh, I d- the world has clearly shown that it is going that that weird people are going to. It's going to be a, a, a world where the, the the dog wag the tail wags the dog, and so you have what point zero 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 point you know. But three percent of the population, or something, is going to make the life for everybody else miserable. That's just kind of how it's going to go. As far as the lady goes, the gym. There's other gyms. You know, you don't need Planet Fitness. They've already shown you who they care about more. Deal with it. You know, same way I wouldn't want to make a Christian photographer have to do something that they didn't want to do. I wouldn't want to make Planet. You know, I wouldn't tr- protest Planet Fitness for. For doing something I didn't think was right, I just leave Planet Fitness, um, and you can work out for free. By the way, you don't have to have a gym. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can work out, but uh, anywhere. So it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a no deal on the big picture, but it's also irritating to me when when people try to make everybody accept them, like you know, carte blanche, you know. It, it annoys me. I don't. I don't try to do that to people. Mm. Like if you don't like black people, I'm okay with you not liking black people. If you don't want me at your business, I'm okay with you not wanting me in your business. Like I just don't understand the. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't try to make everybody or in your do city. What, see previous episodes. Yeah, I don't make everybody do what I think they should do. And you know, the LGBTQ <laughs> and you know the rest of the alphabets. They're real big on calling out Christians for trying to make them do stuff and not make, let them do stuff, but they do the same thing. They do the same thing. Anytime that you object to something, they say, well, you're discriminating against us. 
um, because you're not letting us do whatever we want. But a lot of people don't get to do what they want in society. That's life. You know, uh, short people don't get to ride rides at Disney World. Tough. Preach. Uh, you know. Preach. Sorry, get to, you can get one of those devices that Barney Fife got that you hang in the closet by your neck and yeah. stretch yourself out. Traction works wonders on my neck at the chiropractor. You know, that's a good point because I probably – it would be a big deal to me if my daughter was at a gym and a guy walked in claiming he was a girl. But I I might just tell my daughter – Change gyms. Yeah, just change gyms. Uh, you know, I might say, hey, go talk to management about it. But if – you know, don't don't make a big fuss about it. You can always go to a different gym. Um, by the way, I may, I may be stretching – the passage here, but just this is the one that came to my mind earlier. That's, that's never stopped preachers before. Yeah, it's never. Yeah, it's it's uh, just like I'm preaching. First Corinthians seven. Yeah, or chased, he he, he kind of stretched Second Corinthians last week. So <laughs> poor. First Corinthians seven. Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him, in which God has called him. Verse nineteen. Uh, excuse me, verse 20, for each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Were you a bondservant when called? Do not be concerned about it. Um, goes on. Um, was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Might be a stretch there, but uh, essentially. I don't, I don't think that's a stretch. Yes, How did. do you uh, remove the marks of yeah. circumcision? <laughs> wow. I don't know, but apparently uh, Paul said don't worry about trying. Well, okay. Don't, don't. That lends credence to all the anti-circumcision folks that say what we call circumcision is not. Maybe it does. That's a good point. So I'm saying, like, I don't think, you know, their – to me, repentance would not be revert back. Okay. You know, well, I, I will, apart from grand conviction from the Spirit. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I, I think this situation, the vast majority of people in the in the, the transsexual category are not trying to – Go into ladies' locker rooms to get cheap thrills. I, I think there really is. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah maybe, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking. About uh, but uh, I think there really is something there. At the same time, I can't claim to be an English citizen, like born in England. I can't claim uh, benefits by law that are given to people with 25 percent Native American blood or 50 percent Native American heritage or whatever, I can't make those claims because it's factually incorrect. Exactly. The same way I can't drive through Vestavia Hills. <laughs> That's a little little different. <laughs> oh, yeah, But uh, shout out to the uh, law enforcement department Vestavia, of Vestavia Hills. PD. Um, Emmanuel's best friend. Fans of the Gospel Friends podcast till they find out Emmanuel's on it. Well, some episodes. <laughs> How about that? Um, but I, I can't claim something that's factually not true about myself. And quite frankly, I think gender is the same way, and it should be the same way. And and there's no warrant scientifically, psychologically, or emotionally to change that. Uh, I mean, if, if you can be a man and, and claim that you're really on the inside a woman, well, I can be a white guy and claim that on the inside I'm really uh, a, a full-blood Iroquois Indian with all of the benefits that come from that. Both things are equally absurd. Did you know, this is a fun fact that nobody will care about, that uh, some Native American tribes ha- had as many as 26 gender classifications? What? Yeah. I'm not sure how it worked, but it's true. I would love to see a chart on that. Yeah. Actually, maybe 26. I would. We've, we've got about 10 now, I think. Well, I would love to see the test online where you, it determines which <laughs> one of the 26 you are. It's next to the spiritual gifts test. Okay. Hey, those I are very helpful. That test. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to an interesting place. All right. I told you guys there would be no way for us to do three stories in BDLD and 
as it is 10.05 p.m. By the way, BDLD sounds like a um, – Sounds like <laughs> – Sounds like a yeah. – Maybe come up with another Every slang Every time for I that. hear it it, it, it sounds like that. <laughs> it, it either sounds like something out of Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. or um, yeah. it sounds like an uh, activist group. Yeah. I think mm. you should drink Cokes and stuff from here on in, Dave. All right. Real quick, uh, because we will cut Nick's segment, but we will not cut mine. Uh, <laughs> Just, just uh, at least not. That sounds like a title. Wait a there. minute. At least not. But <laughs> <laughs> we will not circumcise hey. Nick's segment. Hey. We're going to get to it. Oh, that might be a, a Can't title hear too. Myself in the headphones anymore. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> All right. So if you've had anything to say about this episode, <coughs> okay, real quick, let's go around the table. We don't have time. <laughs> I don't hear anything. I'm done. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. We don't. We don't have time. We, we need to do some listener feedback, but um, so we'll have a long time for this. But a uh, question was posed in the hall today: How does God speak to you? So um, I kind of wanted to share a, a, a quick story from this week and uh, just a personal story. Uh, the way the show is going, thank you for bringing us to a serious spot before we get into this. Otherwise, it would have gone. Yeah. But um, so I'll just start with Nick. Go around the table. Just uh, commonly, or maybe even at points uncommonly, how do you, you know, if someone say, you know, God speaks to me in this manner, how would you answer that question? This was posted by, who, who uh, asked that question? John? Did John, John, at, John Howie. John Howie asked that this afternoon. So shout out to John. Appreciate the, uh, yeah, John Howie. Question for the hall. Does God speak to you? If so, describe how it worked, which was at uh, 25 comments last we looked. So, um, Nick, I start with you. Um, it it kind of depends on, on scenario, I, I guess. I'll say um, I, I would use the words unction or leading. Um, uh, you know, I know people that get what are commonly considered words from the Lord, where it's a string of words or sentences. Um, you know, I know people that dream vivid dreams. Um, but mine are usually more unction. Um, you know, I'll, I'll read something in scripture or I'll even see, you know, our friend Samuel gets onto me, but, um, he said, God will speak however you're listening, but you know, scenes that happen in, in media I'm watching, but, um, commonly when I'm ministering to people, it's, it's, it's an unction. So a, a word will come to mind and it's, it's a path of prayer and things like that. Um, but it's not. You know, it's not the clouds parting and the angels coming down. It's just kind of this that still small voice. It's it's how I interpret that of um, that unction or or leading. Hmm. Okay, Emmanuel. Uh, voices, thoughts by the Bible. Kind of what Dick was talking about: unction, circumstances. Am I leaving anything out? Voices audible? No, not audible like outside of myself, but voices. Will sound crazy. So voices in my head. <laughs> I, I, it's, this is one of the things I do not talk about because one, if you don't have these things, you think I'm crazy, and two, it's hard to talk about it with people because it's not like something you can teach. People say, "Well, I want to hear the voice of God." Yeah. It was like. Well, to hear the voice of God, you got to actually, first of all, you got to be open and listening. That's why cessationists never hear the voice of God because they don't believe God bam. still speaks. Um, what did you and say? I, and I feel sorry. Uh, he said, bam, oh, with, a with, a, with a B. Although the other but, word probably would have been appropriate. 
Oh, Ron wow. Simmons was speaking. Think, in my this head is why we don't record this late. That you know what? There's wisdom in not recording this. But late. It, it makes me sad. But yeah, because Emmanuel uh, wouldn't have said that had it been earlier in the day. Uh, no, I, I would have said that. Yes, you wouldn't have said that follow up. Well. Okay, go ahead. So, Emmanuel, please save us. Make me sad. They do. I re- there's because there's so much more than what they're allowing to actually be because they're so afraid of experience. But anyway, it's not about cessationism. It's about things that are in the Bible. Uh, so I believe I believe that God speaks the same way that God has spoken forever mm. through His Holy Spirit, through circumstances, through voices, through thoughts. Uh, you know, through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, through dreams. Mm. I will say to that, if you know, and I'll, I'm careful here because I don't want to. F- fall over, you know, or cross over line and, and offend folks or whatever. But, you know, I have, as I've entered into more interpersonal ministry roles, I've been hesitant about this because if I'm teaching or if I'm preaching, it's, it's, it's easy because I've got the word and the, and the word judges the word and, and, and whatnot. But interpersonal ministry, specifically prayer time, um, there's been a few times where I have, I've felt that unction or that leading to pray mm. and I've gone, Lord, <laughs> either either validate this or make me sound like a babbling idiot so they just laugh it off because if this isn't you this is going to be bad yeah and and by god's grace he has a couple of times um and it's not for my edification it's for my assurance that hey i've got you um people have come back and said Hey, what you said today, th- that is what the Lord was laying on my heart. Yeah. And that's not to puff me up. I'm just saying. It's, if, ri- it's risky. There's a risk. But if, but if, you, if you look to the Lord and say, Lord, direct me here and not validate me because I'm awesome, but check me here and, and reassure me that it's you, he's got your back. I yeah. just, and that's what normally what I, what I would do in a yeah. situation. If I think I hear something, especially when I'm praying for someone, mm-hmm. I'll ask you know, in my own head. You know, okay, if that is that you, you know, kind of test the spirits and kind of just say, oh, is that, and if it comes back again and again, mm. it's like, okay, I, I, and I don't necessarily tell the person, hey, this is a word from the Lord. Uh, yeah. Because usually when somebody tells me they have a word from the Lord, I just ignore them. Uh, but <laughs> usually, you know, I'll just go with it and see what happens. There's something and, to be said for humility in, um, in delivering words, I absolutely. think. Well, because if you're, if you're wrong, it really looks bad. Oh, not not for you, maybe, but for God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to destroy somebody's trust in God, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So if you say that God is saying this thing is going to happen, or God is want you to know this, and then it doesn't, <coughs> then it materialized, they have to make a choice. Either that guy was wrong, or God didn't come through. I have I have prayed before. I did this this morning, praying for someone, and, and maybe it's an unction of the spirit, or I just try to remember to do this and just pray and say, you know. Holy Spirit, would you give me a word to speak? Is there something you would have me say to this person? I did that this morning. I had that's, that's pretty bold for a Calvinist. I, I had something. Yeah. Well, we're you know I'm of the uh, Piper Reform group, which we're not uh, more continuationist. Although I did get a text from our producer Bernard, who wanted us to say on the air that uh, we love cessationists um, on the Gospel Friends podcast. We love cessationists. We just, I just think they're wrong. Uh, however, um, this morning, you know, I, I did that and felt like I had um, heard a word, not audibly, but uh, in in my mind, um, to give an individual, and so I did. But I, I even told them, you know, this is. 
this is what I prayed. This is what I heard. If this is from the Lord, may it stand. If it is not, may it mm-hmm. may it be forgotten. And and I do that because I mean, not because I'm not confident. Yeah, it's, it's fine that God would speak, but that. I am also aware that I am fallible, and there's lots of thoughts roaming around in my head, and so well, at least three people at this table think they're fallible, and and so, and so all right after the show, I'm gonna let all three of you guys jump me that, at once. That, we'll just see what happens. That train Ooh. is getting longer. Uh, so you know, I think I think I think approaching people when you believe you have a word for them with humility. Is important because um, you could be wrong. You could be, you know, um, we we've talked about this before um, here at the Hall of Dogma. I think this is Piper and Grudem's take on prophecy today. Tell me if if, if I'm wrong, but that the message is infallible. But because the messenger is fallible, you know, the the prophecy has to be weighed. Yeah. Um, so First Thessalonians five, you know, don't despise prophecy. Test everything. Hold fast to the good. Mm-hmm. You don't do that with Scripture. Prophecy is under the authority of Scripture. And in answering the question, um, it, how does God speak today? I, I, I would bring up the same issue you guys have. It, the cessationist viewpoint, and I, I look. I love cessationists. I love their respect for their word. I disagree passionately, but the cessationists I know have a high degree of respect for the word, and I appreciate that very much. It's too high. It may be, and in a sense, it may be. But at the same time, I would much, much prefer that to the people that. Um, but it's safe. Blatantly, yeah, it's it's safer. The people that blatantly reject large portions of the word because it doesn't match up with the culture. But but the cessationist view, and, and if you're a cessationist listening to this, I would plead you to, plead with you to try to get this. It, it, there's a, it's essentially a three testament view. There's an old testament. There's a new testament, and of course, I guess with dispensationalists, there's a lot more dispensations, but there's an Old Testament and New Testament, and what we live in is not the New Testament. So that means that some of the passages of Scripture to a cessationist are not applicable to us. Mm -hmm. And the question I would ask to these people who highly respect Scripture, what other uh, passages of Scripture are not applicable to us in this post-New Testament age? Quite frankly, I think we Anything are. Anything that has something supernatural in it. And that, and that may be the case, even though most cessationists would say passionately they do believe in um, miracles and such. But uh, the way God speaks, I think, biblically speaking, you guys have, have nailed it. He, New Testament-wise, God spoke in visions. He spoke in dreams. He spoke in voices. He spoke with angels. He speaks in prophecy. Um, prophecy, which is under the the authority of Scripture, I've been around a lot of hyper charismatics that have over emphasized all of those things. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to have a respect for Scripture, a real one, we have to recognize that that New Testament wise, God speaks in all of those ways. And I would say, and this is where I sh- I'm sure my charismatic brothers would probably agree, the primary way God speaks today is through Scripture. That is the primary way we hear the voice of God. But because I respect Scripture, I would say not the only way. Um, while um, Emmanuel's face shows thoughtful, perhaps. He's thinking on that statement. He's thinking. Uh, so the, the reason this piqued my interest this week, and, and I just want to be quick um, here, but um, I, I am a guy, my background growing up was um, – after a stint in Baptist and Methodist churches in my formative years, we spent a lot of time in 
Pentecostal churches because of family dynamics, um, particularly my my mom remarrying uh, a gentleman who was very Pentecostal, and because of things I, I, in some of those churches um, that I um, didn't understand and maybe saw that were uh, a little too far outside uh, the you know biblical order. I kind of swung the pendulum as in later years in life uh, away from charismatic things and charismatic movements. And in recent years, God has really brought me back to that. Um, God has has helped me reset that. And so I am much of that thought. God primarily speaks to me through the Word. I would say God, though, speaks to me through the Word, illuminating passages to me at particular times when I need to see them. Um, in other words, I could read a passage or a text dozens of times, but then all of a sudden one day I read it and it just jumps off the page at me and is and is applied in mm-hmm. a new way. Oh yeah, and I would say a work of the spirit there. Absolutely. But but this week, um, my mom last uh, uh, Tuesday we're recording this on Sunday. Last Tuesday was found unconscious in her home. Um, and she she lives alone and and uh, was rushed to the hospital. Um, no idea what was wrong with her. She was placed on a ventilator. Um, she was in the hospital for uh, uh, two or three days with no idea what was going on, not aware of her <laughs> – I'm sorry, Chase. I mean to interrupt your YouTube looking Go on. with my story. It's a good story, um, but I've heard it. Okay, so continue on. Uh, several days unaware, um, unaware of what was happening um, – uh, not necessarily in a what I would call a traditional coma. She would respond to pain and things like that, uh, pain test. But um, but for all accounts, in in kind of a, a comatose state. No idea what was wrong with her. Uh, I put a prayer request out in the hall. People from all over were praying for me, and, and I greatly appreciate that. Greatly appreciate everyone who prayed for my mom this week. Uh, on my journey back, she lives about an hour and a half from me. On my journey back from visiting her in the hospital, I was just so – it was such a dark place because I had no idea what was even wrong with her. And I had actually got a message from someone who is a, a listener of the show, saw the prayer request. Uh, Tony sent me a message that said – it was very simple. David, God knows. In other words, God knows what's happening. And, and as I was driving home, I was thinking, you know, he's right. God does know. And I started praying that. God, you know, you you knit my mom together. You know what is wrong with her. And, and I don't know what led me to do this, but on my drive home in complete silence, I just spoke to the Holy Spirit. And I said, Holy Spirit, what is wrong with her? Would you reveal that to me? And so, you know, just out of the blue, these words came to my mind, a thought, and it was – it was odd, but it was Cat Scratch Fever. Now, that's a my understanding of song, but um, I didn't know that. And I thought, what in the world is that? Cat Scratch why would that be in my Why would that be in my head right now? So I Googled it, and I Googled it, and, and my mom, by the way, does have a couple of uh, pet cats. And I Googled it and just found out it, it's a kind of a bacteria or sickness you can get from a cat bite or a cat scratch, even healthy cats. Not normally a big deal, but it can turn into something called an encephalopathy. Uh, which is an inflammation of the brain. And as I was reading about encephalopathy, it is it was like listing what my mom was doing. And so I, I was like, well, I don't know what to do with this. So I just started praying about it. Texted Chase. I told him about it. I asked him to pray. I spent the night, and I kind of prayed against this. Long story short, next day, 
uh, got a call from my aunt who had checked in on my mom. And um, the next morning, kind of overnight, she was about 80% better. She had woke up. She was asking for food. She was uh, aware of her surroundings. Um, she was asking to get out of bed. I mean, she was uh, still quite confused about where she was and what was going on. And But my aunt told me, she said, by the way, I talked to the doctor, and he said that he thinks she has encephalopathy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I realized at that moment, God had answered. God had heard what I said, um, and, and they said, well, we don't really know how she got it. In my mind, I thought, what? I know exactly how she got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, God told me. I asked the question. He answered. It was simply a thought in my mind. And um, and it just was very affirming to me that that the Holy Spirit is I mean, he is there he is in me he, I can ask questions and I can receive answers um, in a very real relationship and yes he speaks to me through the word. But I wouldn't have found that answer in the Word. I would not have found the answer to Are that you question. To get us to believe that encephalopathy is not in the. It's. I, I would not have found that in Corinthians. I would not have found that. The Bible is all we need. <laughs> that whole Holy Spirit thing was an accident. God has really tried to say. Hey, let me say. Let me say this. I believe your story a hundred percent, and you know how I know for certain that no, God no. speaks today. Walk away, wow. David. Run away. Because the Bible indicates <laughs> he speaks today. Even though I believe your story 100%. Yes. I, I just wanted to say that because somebody might say, well, these guys believe in, in God speaking modern day through means apart from his word um, because of anecdotal stories like this. And yeah. I would say absolutely not. Yeah. It's not merely experience. It's, not merely it's because the word of God shows that God spoke to Paul and and Philip's daughters and, and many other people through supernatural means but outside just of when he was trying to get the church started. But once it got up and running, we don't really need that anymore. I'm going to need a text on that, Manuel. I'm going to need a verse for that. I don't, and don't, don't give me 1 Corinthians 13. Well, the church being mature, is that? Yeah, I don't think the perfect the general is the, uh, after dark. the putting together of the canon. Oh. So. Good story, David. Well, I got nothing. Yes. Thank you for everybody who prayed. I, I, I will say that I um, I love doing this podcast. Um, so thankful that there are people who listen every week um, and people who interact. Very thankful for those of you who are in the hall. Um, I, I would never be able to – and by the way, my mom is still in ICU, and she still is very much in need of prayer. But I would never be able to explain to you how encouraging it was to me this week to know that there were literally people from various countries and continents who were praying for her. And for me to be able to go there today and talk to her and share that with her was quite amazing. And and I am very appreciative of my brothers and sisters in the hall who who did that this week. So thank you. Speaking of – Listeners, just real quick, uh, a few, uh, a little bit of listener feedback before we get out of here. I don't know if you guys have any. I had some from the Twitter this week. Uh, John Lorbacher, at John Lorbacher. Emmanuel's look of utter disgust is just because I know it's coming. On the, uh, John said, on the Creflo Dollar thing, asking for the airplane is equivalent of a Bentley. Asking for the airplane equivalent of a Bentley is, uh, chase word here, egregious. 
Egregious, David. Okay. Egregious. I think they should have asked for an airplane and a Bentley to drive to the hangar. <laughs> Mr. Lorbacher, I plan to use your tweet in my coming Truth Train post. <laughs> Truth that's Train. That's going to smoke hey, all you suckers. Will you do me a favor? When yeah. you post it, will you actually post a picture of a train? You know I will. And tag me in yeah, I will. In you, you understand. Some Photoshop would be awesome if we could be under the train. I'm going to actually post pictures of the tracks on your face after it's kind of gone by and left you stunned. So are you going to write the post hey. before you write the emails, you owe folks? Or are you going to – no, I don't know. i got to write a Hebrews devotional first. Hey, if you'll remind <laughs> me – You realize we're going to get that post in 2017. If you'll remind me, um, the I'll, podcast send you, will I'll send you an times. email with a link to the hall so you can find it. Uh, for the right price, I'll write that uh, at Hebrews At posting all week. At Brent, little at Brent week. F. 1968. A good man. Says dollar no longer asking for a sixty-five million dollar private jet, which is true, by the way. Yep. At Chase Thompson must have, uh, or he must have listened to the podcast at my gospel friends, and he tagged you in it. So, shout good job. out to Creflo. Good Thanks job for listening, buddy. Good job, Chase. Um, at a non-church member weighed in as well after listening to the episode this week. We need to ask one question: If the sixty-five million dollar jet should be purchased, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Oh my God. That per- Never mind. <laughs> I think I think he could have been being sarcastic. I hope so. I, At, I really do want. Hold on. Just no. You really don't want him to finish that. No, sentence. no, no. I don't want him to finish the sentence. No. What I want to do is I want to give the man kudos because right. that took a lot of hard work right there to stop that filter. I know. Look, that filter. It takes a long time to get in place, and it it falls down easily. <laughs> and so, kudos to Emmanuel there. At old paths ghost. Oh boy. Um, said, the Lord is calling me to ask for donations to purchase Girl Scout cookies. What amount would be God-honoring? Hashtag Creflo Dollar. <laughs> Chase, can you answer? Oh, the answer is coming after the Hebrews devotional. At Bill. Uh, Bill, uh, this is not Creflo related. Okay. Okay, so I a very interesting thing happened this week. Um, let's just say Nathan Martin posted a very interesting video involving a turtle. In the why, Hall of Dogma. Why, why? And apparently, we are now being followed by at Unicorn Tortoise. Of who, course. Who said, I heard a video of my Uncle Eddie made the Hall of Dogma. Never mind him. He is from Florida. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this. What's your problem with people from Florida, Dave? Well, it's, it's Unicorn Tortoise that has the problem okay. from people say, from Florida. I don't, I don't want to add that to the list of people. This is just a very like odd thing that was going on there and very odd that um, you know unicorn tortoise is following but I'm happy to have him hope he listens to the show I hope he does too if you listen to the show at unicorn tortoise and you hear this tweet us and let us know yeah buddy yeah, hopefully that croc was not uh, that <laughs> was not taking any birth control because we don't want that croc to be a hypocrite so Nick <laughs> how can you help us get out of here Nick, do y'all have anything else? Uh, I think we've set our length record for the show today, have we not? No, it's really, but we we had a pause because of it's going to be close. Well, that's fine. You have to realize I hit I hit the pause button then. We, it was it's just more gospel friends goodness. People will be. It'll happy. be interesting People to see. Will be happy to receive it is a strong word. GFG, because I am certain the good. Podcast listeners, the Hall of Dogmen, and our, our Twitter friends will have something to say 
about this episode. Multiple ways to do it. Um, I will say this, all, all kidding aside, before we get out, while we were recording the show, um, Brad had tried to send us a voicemail earlier, and uh, SpeakPipe and his phone did not get along, so he sent us one uh, via the Facebook. And so uh, I'm going to go ahead and play that real quick, and um, here's what Brad had to say. We have not listened to it yet. Brad, please, please don't make me have to edit this. Hey, fellas. As we drive south out of Birmingham and towards our little beach vacation, I just, want, I just wanted to say again what a wonderful time we had at Agape Fellowship this morning. Uh, loved worshiping our common Lord together with, with your church family and how you, you welcomed my family into yours. And love the dialogue over lunch. Chase, thank you for lunch. And, and uh, Nick, uh, great conversation. And I uh, hope you all uh, can make it up to Arkansas sometime and stop by, and we'll get to show you the, the sights up there. And uh, David, uh, appreciate you, buddy. I very much appreciate you praying with me this morning and the, uh, the words that, uh, that you felt the Lord put on your heart to share with me. Thank you so much for that. It's an encouragement, and I'm going to carry that with me uh, all week long. And... Uh, be sure and get a good picture of uh, you wearing that gift I left for you, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. And uh, again, uh, thank you guys so much. Really enjoyed the podcast, and it was such an awesome thing to to get to visit with you in person and, and get to know you a little better. Appreciate y'all. Until next time. So, so funny thing there. Uh, number one, I'm I'm wearing a uh, Arkansas hog shirt right now. That's why we're calling you Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh for the remainder and, of the and podcast. I'm, I'm doing that nice. for if, if Brad can stay over his family um, off off uh, route and um, hang out with us, I can wear an Arkansas shirt. So I'm down with that. Uh, yeah. That was great fun getting to meet Brad. It was. It Pig was, Suey or whatever. It was humbling and encouraging. It, yeah. it really was. And, and it was. I, I, I would like to just ask the hall, um, you know, I know a lot of members of the hall, a lot of members of the, the podcast audience serve their fellowships, serve their communities in ministry roles. Um, but one of the things we got to talk about over lunch, um, they have a um, – their church got launched in conjunction with a nonprofit that serves a, a low-income part of, of a community there. And um, they have some very practical ministries they do um, in order to show the love of Christ to people. And then they have a church that tries to – to minister as well. And so um, it's a very cool um, ministry, the way we're talking. It inspired and, and kind of gave me a lot of ideas for some things we've been talking about and dreaming about at the Hall Dogma Church. And so um, just, you know, we all pray for one another, but just especially pray um, for Brad and that ministry. It's a very cool, um, it's a very cool thing they're, they're doing and, and it's worth, um, it's worth supporting in prayer. So, And, and tell you a real, real funny story. Please tell me. On the way story. to church this morning, um, my five-year-old little girl asked me why I was going to the store to buy a box of cereal. And I explained that we had a listener of the show that was coming in, needed to give him a gift, and that he was from Arkansas. And she said, oh, I wonder if he knows the Duggars, because she's a huge <laughs> fan. So when Brad got here, I told him that story, and he said, oh, yeah, actually I do. And he said, we, we see him at Sam's all the time buying food and things like that. And I said, are you serious? And he said, oh, yeah, you can't miss them. And he said, he said, but in, <laughs> no, no, you can't. But he said, in actuality, he said, we have some. Look, how long does that trip take? He I said, mean, he, he said, we have some very good friends of our family who are very good friends of their family and actually walk out life with them. So 
Wow. I just uh, thought that was kind of neat. Do you remember at lunch, Anna not being willing to – okay, so what it was, Anna wanted to ask about someone, and she sent my daughter – with the message for me to ask Brad, which got about very confusing. The they are prepared for high school, um, but asking about the Dillards and do you know such and such guy close. that that lives Brad at lives Walmart? Close. Yeah. And finally, on the way back to the house, we were taking the girls back, and um, she's like, "Yeah, it's one of the Duggars' husband." I'm like, "Yeah." If you could have clarified this, we could have not looked like yeah, idiots at lunch, but. So Thank that's you, who, who he was. She was asking about. Also, someone has added me on Twitter to a list called Hot Dads. Oh, just throwing that out. You should have saved that for like the last at, question of the podcast. At a guy with no life <laughs> added me to a list. I'm calling member of the trap right there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so which we have Whatever to have on the show, or we're going to be day. fired. Thank you, Emmanuel, for joining us late thanks, night. Thanks for having me again. Oh, we got distracted with the contacting info, didn't we? Yeah. That was fun. But we get distracted with everything. We are the we – Since we're at the, the three-hour mark right now. <laughs> we're, not, we're not close to three. Well. If people really want to get a hold of us, they'll, they'll find us. Yeah, if they haven't figured out the contact info that we do that you do at the beginning and now at the end of every well, show. look, and for better or worse, we have taken flack for that, but we had Richer significant poor. conversations – Overdoing it or not? Oh, oh, oh! Look forward to the next oh, episode. Where, by the way, contact hang on. info will be in the middle of the episode as well. I, I, by the way, we need to uh, shout out to Hall of Dogma member Christopher Ledbetter who got married. This oh week. yeah, good, good wedding. Shout out to Christopher. Uh, the preacher wasn't good, but the rest of it was. But great. the rest of it was good. Bam, okay. Hope the you enjoy your honeymoon. Yeah. Watch out for birth control. <laughs> You're supposed to ask your question. Hey, oh, I know, but I think okay. we've already said enough. <laughs> Oh, wow. we said enough 30 minutes ago. All right. Well, <sighs> tune in next week when you may hear David say, dear God, help us. Hey, does anyone know when the truth train's going to show? I've been waiting for days. Thank you.